0: Hey podcast people, this is a really fast episode that I'd like to make, maybe the shortest one that I've made in all of 2021, but I've just had a busy day and I thought making a short podcast episode was better than not making a podcast episode since it has been, what's the date today? March 8th, so it's been a week. It's been a week since you've uh, since you heard from me, so here we go. I would like to share today an analogy that one of my students shared that I think is going to be super beneficial for a lot of the podcast people today. I was teaching a group class, and one of the people in the class asked, Azrin, I speak English really well. I speak really well. I understand basically everything. I can communicate. Everybody understands me. For all intents and purposes, I have a B2 level or potentially even higher, which is absolutely true for this one individual. He says, and yet, when I write and I speak... I make mistakes that I know are wrong. I say things and I write things, and the moment someone points it out to me, I'm like, yes, I know that's wrong. I know I'm not supposed to say that. Yes, I know the right way to say it. Yes, I know all this. I don't know why that's happening. So he asked me, Azran, why am I making mistakes when I know that's wrong? The second you point it out to me, I'm like, oh yeah, I knew that. I should say it like this. And... I shared some of my thoughts, some people in the class shared shared their thoughts, and one guy named Herb, big shout out to Herb, Herb put it best, Herb compared it to sports, and Herb said, listen, it's like playing a sport, it's like playing badminton, or like muscle memory, you could be a really strong badminton player. You know how to smash the birdie, you know how to do drop shots, you know how to serve, you know how to do all sorts of things, you know the theory, you know how to move around the court, and yet sometimes you try to hit that smash, and the smash hits the net, and you messed it up. Or you hit the smash, and the second you hit the birdie, you know you didn't hit the perfect smash, and you messed it up. Or you hit the serve, and you fault on the serve, it goes out of bounds. You know how to serve. You've done a thousand serves before. And someone can tell you, hey, your serve messed up because you did that stroke incorrectly. And you're like, yeah, I kind of know. I did. I felt it when I did it. It wasn't quite right. I know. And that, he compared it to that. And I was like, yes, it's like muscle memory. It's like sports. Even when you're a professional, you just misfire sometimes. You don't hit the birdie properly. You don't throw the ball exactly as you wanted. Your reflexes weren't quite as quick as they could have been. You slip. You make a mistake. It's not perfect. And now the professionals, of course, their margin of error is really low. It's really low. They, they make mistakes, of course, but the margin of error is quite low. And even when they make the mistakes, often it's because the other player hit some serve to them or put them in a position that forced the mistake. Often that's what happens, right? Right. Or it's such a high stress environment playing in a competitive sporting in, competitive sporting event that you have all this mental pressure that you choke, you make these mistakes. So there's extra pressures there that us language learners don't face, of course. But the concept still applies that even the professionals of a sport, they misfire. Even though they've practiced so much, they make some mistakes because you can't be perfect. And languages work the same way. You can't be perfect. You're gonna misfire. Now, if you're a quote unquote professional, a.k.a. you have a near native level in the language, you're going to misfire way less often, especially if there's no pressure on you. Like if you take a professional tennis player and you're like, hey, can you teach me how to serve a ball? Can we hit the ball back and forth? They're never going to miss a shot. They're going to hit basically every serve. Like they're going to hit every ball back to you. It's going to be a really it's going to be super easy for them because they're not in a very high-pressure environment. So if you take a near-native speaker, near-native-level near native speaker, take them out of a high-pressure environment and just put them in a day-to-day conversation, they're not going to make any mistakes, right? But when you're learning, especially when you're learning, right, you're going to misfire even more often because you're not a professional. You're not a C2-level, near-native-level, super-advanced speaker of a language. You're just not there yet. And so as a result... What's going to happen is you're not going to be perfect. And you will make mistakes on things even though you know they're wrong. And there's only one foolproof way to fix those mistakes. And the only real foolproof way is to keep learning, keep making the mistakes, keep getting corrected, keep trying to self-correct your mistakes when you do it, try to catch yourself when you can, Try different strategies to eliminate the cemented mistakes that you make. Keep practicing. Keep doing speaking practice. Keep listening. Keep doing listening practice. Keep doing writing practice. Keep doing reading practice. Keep going to class. Keep attending. Keep using your applications. Try some new strategies, strategies from time to time. Revisit old strategies. Try to progress the same way if you wanted to be a professional basketball player. I mean, you only really have one shot. There's only really one way to do it. You got to learn how to shoot, you got to learn how to dribble, you got to practice your dribbling, you got to practice your shooting, you got to work on your fitness, you've got to go to the gym, you've got to work on your endurance, you have to work on your jump shot, work on your free th- free throws, work on the mental game, and hopefully after thousands and thousands and thousands of hours you can become an NBA player. Now, what's different about sports in comparison to languages is that we don't have an NBA in the language. For the most part, most of us, almost everybody you know, even every let's say almost everybody can achieve uh, a very advanced level in a language given enough time. Not everybody can go play in the NBA, of course. <laughs> but so that's we have that advantage, I suppose that if ever if, if if you put in ten years into it and you're consistent and you continue to chip away, you will achieve a very, very, very advanced level. Now, many of you don't even want to achieve a very very advanced level. you just want to be conversational, in which case that can happen in less time, but it's besides the point. Um, so that was the main thing I'd like to share today. It was just a quick little anecdote. I have a couple, I've like, ugh, I have like two minutes left and I do want to share one final thing. Let me, I just need to open it on my phone. I want to read to you. Uh, I want to read to you a a comment that actually came through <coughs> a comment that came through recently on one of my social networks. I'm going to read it to you. I took a screenshot. So, and there's actually, it's funny, this, this happened twice in a way. By, oh, actually the same guy. Now that I'm looking at it, I thought it was two different people, but I just noticed it was the same person. So this guy left a comment and he basically said, I'll read it to you. He said, oh, I remember you. You are that narcissist who always brags about being perfect. Oh, sorry. I remember you. You are that narcissist who always brags about being able to talk in five languages with a perfect accent, right? Smiley face. I replied, and I said, "Nah, I think that's someone else." The same guy commented again, which I didn't actually realize until now that it's the same guy. I didn't realize that I wouldn't have I wouldn't have replied the way that I did if I knew it's the same guy. He said in a different piece of content today, or actually yesterday, "Oh, so you wake up in the morning, bask in your own glory because you know five languages, make a video about how great a person you are, and then sleep and take a shit the next take, and then the same do the same shit the next day, right?" And I replied saying. Ah, not quite. I spend time with my family, I teach, make content, answer emails, dot dot dot, to name a few things. I also love watching Netflix. And then he replied and said, I don't believe you. I've seen quite a few of your videos, and each and every one is about how great of a polyglot you are. It's very annoying and very narcissistic. I said, sorry you feel that way. I'll think about this and be more, more mindful of that moving forward. Thank you for the feedback. So that was my response, which I suppose what I wanted to say is that um, as a general whole, when it comes to online comments, for those of you that make co- for make content that make content, or maybe you're insecure about getting negative comments, you don't know what to do with it. It makes you feel bad. Um, so one thing I'll do is I always answer in very ma- matter of fact way, as if it's a regular comment. I take it at face value. I pre- I treat it as if they mean everything that they're saying, and I don't. Yeah, that's basically how I treat what they're saying. They're asking me something. They're expecting me to respond a certain way or feel a certain way or do something. And I just respond as if they're saying something neutral and not something negative. I'll often do the same thing in real life. I remember this one time I was in a parking lot in my car and this guy drove by me. I don't know why, what the problem was, but he opened his window and he's like, Hey, hey, you. He looks at me. He's really angry. He flips me off and he goes, do you know how to drive a car? Do you even have a driver's license? I don't know what the problem was. I was, I was so confused. I was so taken aback. And I said, oh, I think I know how to drive a car. I, maybe I've got some room to improve, but as a general whole, I, I believe I do. And uh, yeah, I, I got my driver's license. I, have a, I actually have a GDL class five license. Uh, and uh, I got that at about five years ago. And I just looked at him and he's like, bah! and then he just drove off. So, I don't know, it's something I've kind of done for most of my life, I just, I don't know if it's because of how my mom was ra- raised me or how I learned, but another example, I was in I was in junior high school and this guy walked up to me and he's, I was drinking water and he's like, ha ah, ha, your hair looks funny, and he just like looked at me like he wanted to hurt my feelings, I don't know who he was, and I just kind of looked at him, I tried to look up my hair, and I was like, yeah... I was thinking about that this morning and actually had been, which is funny that morning. I actually was thinking about it because I I was wondering if my hair looked funny that day. And I was like, yeah, I was thinking about it this morning. Yeah. I should probably go look at that in the the mirror. Do you want to maybe come with me and just help me help me maybe like fix it. And he's like, what? Huh? And he looks so like it took him, took him, took him, took him aback, And I was like, well, I'm going to go look at it now. Bye. And then I left and I walked to the bathroom to look at my hair. And he was like, so shocked he didn't know what to do here's a more child a more children oriented one you know like kids like just for young kids they stick their tongue out at each other they're like they'll stick their tongue out at someone and then the other person gets their feelings hurt it's super common with kids it happens all the time um and then the one kid gets their feelings hurt so what you got to say this this is my mom's thing this isn't even my thing she said this to me and i think it's hilarious if someone sticks your tongue out at, if someone sticks their tongue out at you what you say is you say oh, I like your tongue. That's a really nice tongue. I like it. Hey, look at my tongue. What do you think? Bleh, and you open your tongue back at them. If kids don't know, what they can't deal. They don't know what to do with that. They're so confused at what to do with it. So that's usually what I do. Like when someone sticks their tongue out, the intent behind the words is to hurt your feelings or to make you feel a certain way. But if you just take what they're saying at face value and deal with it in a calm and logic-oriented way, Generally, mo- not all conflicts, of course, but a lot of those kinds of spontaneous, sudden conflicts where someone says something with the intent to hurt you right away, it's a very low level harmful intent, I suppose, because someone who's really malicious and intelligent about their maliciousness wouldn't do it in that way. They would do it in a much more sophisticated way. That's not how they would go out to try and hurt you. So anything that's a level one threat to try and hurt you with their words, level one kinds of threats can be very easily handled, very easily handled, which, by the way, online comments, a lot of those kinds of threats in real life, they are level one threats. They haven't done a planned malicious attack against you because that's very different. But the 90% of the level one threats that we face on a day-to-day basis, if you just literally treat it at face value, like I did, like with this online commenter, you're a narcissist. Are you that narcissist who wakes up and thinks how awesome they are? I was like, ah, nah. I think that's someone else. As if he's genuinely asking me that question. Because who knows? Maybe he is. Who the hell knows? Or he was like, oh, you're that narcissist and you're just talking about, do you bask in your glory and then just take a shit and do the same thing next day? I was like, no, nah, I watch Netflix. I spend time with my family, teach some languages, make some content. Love watching Netflix too. I don't believe you because blah, 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 I've watched your videos. Oh, maybe I need to be more mindful. And I actually thought about it. Maybe I am too narcissistic. Maybe that's possible. I don't know. I haven't thought about me being narcissistic or not. I don't know. Maybe that's true. Maybe, maybe I need to think about it. Maybe I do do too much of that kind of stuff. Maybe there's some truth to that, and maybe it's not the same. He, maybe he's over exaggerating it, but maybe there's a certain level of truth to that. Possibly, and maybe I got to look at that. Maybe I got to look at myself in the mirror and fix it. Hmm. So I replied that way. Oh yeah, maybe that's true. Thanks for bringing it up. I appreciate the feedback. I'll think about that, and actually, genuinely, will think about it now. That kind of response really is a very, in my opinion, a very effective way to deal with a level one attack, I suppose. Level two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten attacks are very different, but a level one attack like that, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Anyway, I went way longer than I wanted to. I teach basically in five minutes, and I haven't prepared. Well, I prepared, but I got to prepare some more for the class. So thank you for listening. I appreciate your attention. We'll talk later. Bye-bye. See you.